Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. rolling into the lab comes live after a three-week hiatus we are excited to be joining everybody on a hump day wednesday night i'm your favorite host ernest silva at ducky future phd the man with the plan for all streamers and the man with the show on wednesday nights for blue collar media group the mothership we're excited to be joining y'all. Go join our mothership, www.bluecollarmg.com, so you can see all of our wonderful writers, podcasts, social influencers, and, and newly acquired, our stream team, and go catch their things nightly on twitch.tv or Facebook Gaming. Excited to be featuring one of our stream team members. We'll introduce him in just a moment. He's the guy you don't recognize on your screen. But of course, this episode brought to you by www.thrivefantasy.com, where you can make your greatest prop bets imaginable on that website. Kenny knows that website very well, um, and we'll get you guys introduced. Announcer, bring us in right. And now, tonight's starting lineup. Let's start with the man with the smile, the man from Saskatchewan. You might see him from the Shooter Shoot podcast, Kenny Cotterell. Thanks for having me, Ernest. Just recently moved into a new house, so still trying to unpack everything. I wasn't sure if I would be able to make an appearance tonight, but building a desk wasn't that hard, so I was able to uh, make it on here tonight. We're very excited to have you, Kenny. I almost thought this was going to be a solo episode for a minute there, so you gave me hope in the world as soon as you showed up, so thank you for that. The woman with the sweetest voice on ITL joining us again, the great Ashley Garcia. Thank you, Ernest. It's great to be back again. I've missed ITL for the past two weeks, so ready to talk some NBA and a little NFL disputes. Yeah, we all missed the last two weeks, so don't worry, Ash, you didn't miss much. We were all MIA. But let's talk about the man representing H-Town in Bali, Indonesia, the man, the myth, the legend, Dre Rogers. We know where you're at this week. How's it going, buddy? What up, fellas? Doing good. And obviously here on time, uh, it doesn't matter if I haven't had any sleep or anything. I'm here. Dre, I have to ask you, your your Instagram is now like Insta famous within the uh, sports community. So I have to ask like all of your, your, your videos of you going swimming and saving sea creatures and doing like, what do you do? Like, what is your life? We all want to know. <laughs> uh, what was it that Steve called it? Uh, what is it? Uh, Crazy Kramer or what, what was that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you've got that. You you've got the crazy Kramer left over there. Yeah, we could keep we could we could keep it at that. Let, let's let's leave it a mystery, and that, that way it's cooler for everyone. <laughs> 
All right, Dre, we'll keep it a mystery. I will tell you, whenever you're not here, we have a Where's Dre segment. That's going to keep happening. So keep life alive, buddy. We want to make sure we feature you at one point. But let's talk about the man you don't recognize on your screen. He is known in the Twitch world as Chad the Deviant. The man is on a tear growing his Twitch channel and newly acquired with Blue Collar Media Group. We are excited to feature him. Let's feature him right now. Chad the Deviant, welcome to ITL. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. So we're going to get into your podcast right now. I'm sorry, your Twitch stream right now. I'm so used <laughs> to having another podcast on here, but we'll talk to you in just a second. So tonight's lineup, round one, always featuring debates. We're going to talk about some of the hottest topics. Dallas Cowboy fans, you're going to really want to tune in in just about 15 minutes. We're going to talk Cardinals, Dallas Cowboys. We're going to talk some NBA hoops with uh, James Harden and uh, – Mr. Booker himself over there in, in Phoenix. Did he deserve those double T's last night? And then we're going to look at the ITL power rankings and how off they were. After that, we're going to talk some pick'ems, including NBA and college football. So stick around and get your money's worth. Should be about a 40, 45 minute episode, but who knows at this point how long it's going to be. Let's jump right into it. Round one, let's hear the bell. Round one, league news and updates. That's round one, and we're going to start off with the wonderful Chad the Deviant, who's joining us here on Into the Lab. Chad, you, you may not be familiar with the stream, so we're going to play some of his content, but Chad, how did you get into streaming? Um, it's funny. So uh, the somewhat more simplified version back in, I want to say, 2017, I actually dropped like $2,000 on a bunch of equipment. I wanted to be a content creator, right? Like fucking smosh back in the uh, YouTube smosh days. Um, got my friends on board, set up an entire YouTube channel. I was about to hit the road and I had a baby. So I ended up needing to sell most of that equipment um, for bills. And um, after a pretty rough year and a half on a whim, my fiance got me a little desk. She got me a uh, chair and a monitor. And just one day in the middle of the game, and I was like, you know what? I mean, I'm, I'm doing really good in Warzone right now. Why am I not streaming it? So I pulled a webcam out of my garage. And after two nights, I was hooked, man. I've, uh, I've been addicted to the stuff since then. So Blue Collar reaches out to you. More importantly, it was me because I found you on there. And I said, yes, Chad, we want you to come and be a streamer for the stream team. What were your first thoughts? Like, this guy's fucking nuts? Or was it like, hey, yeah, I can't wait. No, so you see, that's what's funny, and I'm glad you asked that question. When you first uh, uh, messaged me, you, I, I don't know if anybody else here is familiar with like Facebook Messenger, right? But if you're not already friends with someone, it ends up in like this weird Facebook limbo where you don't get a notification. It doesn't tell you absolutely fucking anything. And so it sat there for, I think, what was it, Ernest, like two, three days? It did. It made me nervous because I really <laughs> wanted you on the stream team. And I thought you were, I thought you would just left me on red. I no, was one of those man. people that was just left on red. Facebook limo. And by the time I saw it, I was like, holy shit, I fucked it all up. This could have been my moment. This is what I could have been calling my, oh my God, mom, mom, mom. I made it. I made it. And I thought I fucked it up, but uh, you know, long story short, I ended up uh, getting a hold of Ernest and figuring out what they're about. And um, I, tend to do a lot of research before I make big moves. I've been pretty smart about it off jump. I've been in marketing for like four years now. 
And um, I don't know whether you guys did it on purpose or by accident, but y'all's angle on acquiring people for your stream team was fucking perfect. I think I fit in perfectly with what you guys wanted and your goals. And you guys are perfectly honest the whole way through 100% of the time. And um, plus, to be honest, my uncle got pretty excited that I'd be uh, hooked in with some people that are into sports. He's been trying to get me into fucking sports since I was like nine years old. Well, I told I told you we'd bring you on the podcast, and if you haven't uh, caught Chad the Deviant stream, so twitch.tv slash Chad the Deviant is where you can find him. Um, and this is just some of his content. Let's listen in, and now I'll, I'll turn on the noise. Now let's watch some of this clip. It's, uh, you have your Deviant Nation that tries to scare you while you're playing an unconventional <laughs> game. What game were you playing here? That is Biohazard. I'm in the middle of playing this game, and I see the bounce people. Biohazard 7. Through a hallway or, or down a set Resident of Evil 7, Biohazard. <laughs> okay? And chalk that up to the movie Fear. Oh, my God. Oh, of course we're going to get a rotator right there, right? Right at the oh, part I where this. I want to show. I know this of clip, course. though. Good. Listen to me. I might be calling this a night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost right there with you, Chad, at this point. We're keeping everybody on the edge of their seat at this point. I can't do this anymore. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Nah, -uh. I'm not even joking. There. I'm heading straight back to the safe room. Nope. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You, you know, um, Chad, tell people how they can join Deviant Nation and how can they how can they be a part of your group? Yeah, so um, I stream every night, um, almost every night. Tonight is an exception. My uh, my community is going to be pretty angry at me, but um, every night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I may end up dialing that back by an hour, so it might be 9 p.m. or I might just add it. So instead of uh, you know 10 to 12 or uh, 10 to one, it'd be uh, nine to one. But I'm um, at twitch.tv slash Chad the Deviant. You could also find me on Twitter That's and YouTube at Chad the Deviant as well. That's beautiful. And just like we hold trivias on ITO and you can earn yourself gift cards on Chad's channel, you also have gift card nights. You have giveaway nights. You can be a part of, of, of that community. And if you weren't sure what was happening on his Twitch channel, you can basically uh, get crazy things that you could interact with the streamer while they're on there. You can do jump scares. You can send over bits to show your appreciation. I mean, you, you name it, Twitch has everything for him. So thank you again, Chad, for joining us. Before I let you go, though, I'm going to ask... Does any of the other, other uh, sports scientists have anything you want to ask Chad about streaming or about anything about his channel? What, what's been the most rewarding thing for you about streaming? Wow, that's a good question. Most rewarding? Uh, it's going to probably sound um, a little corny, but um, I get... Let me preface this by saying it's pretty known in like the streamer community um, that there's a lot of ups and downs, right? There's a lot of... Uh, you're doing really good for a week or two. You're, you're, you're coming up, you're coming up, you're on an incline, and then you have two, three days in a row where you get hit hard, nobody's really watching. You're like, what the hell did I do wrong, right? Um, so I'd say some of the most rewarding stuff is getting random messages from people in my community on Twitter and in the Discord about how, A, disappointed they are that I canceled or if I delayed a stream, and B, that they look forward to it every single night 
Um, and they give me a lot of words of encouragement. They're kind of like, um, it's a very synonymous relationship. I feel like I need them. They need me. It's a good time. I love that. I love that. Ash, you have anything for Deviant Nation or Chad? Um, so I'm also just learning by blue collar media all about the streaming world. So I think it's super awesome. So I'll just keep an, a lookout and a follow dev so I could gain some more experience and knowledge before I ask any weird <laughs> questions. Awesome. You got it. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> That's very safe. And I, I'm not even going to ask Bali over there. So thank you very much, Chad, for joining us tonight. And uh, good luck to you in the future. And we'll definitely be keeping in touch as, uh, as the Lapsters will be joining Deviant Nation soon. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, brother. All right, let's move on with round one. We're going to talk some NFL action. Let's first start with those Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals have recently acquired J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt moving from the Texans to the Arizona Cardinals. And so I probed the question out to you guys, and I'll ask it again. Are the Arizona Cardinals true Super Bowl contenders? All right, Kenny, I'm going to start with you on this one. I still don't think that they're true Super Bowl contenders. I mean, they weren't a playoff team last year. Um, J.J. Watt isn't what he was. Granted, he's still a very good football player. But I, I think Arizona still needs a bit of time. I think they're a team where um, Kyler may need a year or two more to kind of figure things out. Um, Arizona could be one of those destinations where, you know, people maybe want to come and join them now. I think that's definitely a possibility, but uh, I wouldn't put them in the Super Bowl contenders because I don't even know where I would rank them in their own division right now, let alone uh, the NFC, because that's probably the toughest division in football right now. Yeah, I have to agree. They have one of the most talented divisions of football. I just want to add this in there. They lose Patrick Peterson, they lose Kenyon Drake, they lose Larry Fitzgerald. So a bunch of these guys are unrestricted free agents. So the depth, and, and to, to top that off, it's, it's around 28 players they lose as unrestricted free agents, which is not a crazy number, but it, depth is definitely going to be a question. Um, so, Dre, I'm going to go to you. Arizona gains J.J. Watt. Sounds like they're in, they're in the mode to continue to gain star assets. Seems it worked for a lot of teams like the Buccaneers, the Rams. How do you feel about the Cardinals? Are they contenders right now in your eyes? I mean, I, I like the Cardinals. I, um, I actually uh, predicted that they would win the division last year. So, I mean, they, they've had a solid team. Uh, however, I mean, have you looked at all of the free agents that they have on defense? I mean, half, half of the defense is a uh, free agent. I mean, Patrick Peterson, you've got uh, Marcus Golden, you've got uh, the Reddick. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick, Jonathan Joseph. I mean, pretty much everyone. So, uh, yeah, getting J.J. Watt, you know, is a good option. But you, you've got now a lot of decisions to make. And, I mean, I, 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 I do know that because of the new uh, salary cap situation, you know, you, a lot of teams will be able to load up on a lot of uh, one-year deals. So, who knows, you know, maybe this is the start of uh, a lot of uh, free agent signings for the Cardinals. On, on offense, I think they're very solid. Uh, it'll be another year for Kyler Murray and uh, Hopkins to, you know, keep uh, spring that ball out. They've got Drake. So, 
I don't know. They, they could they could be a very solid team, but I, I think uh, before I, I saw somebody on the on the ITL chat say that the best bet for the Super Bowl is the Arizona Cardinals right now, but I'd, I'd hold off on uh, placing a bet until after free agency because we, we, we really don't know what they're going to do. And right now I, I see a lot of gaps on that defense. I definitely agree. What'd you say, Ash? Sorry, Ernest. I, I agree with both uh, Kenny and Dre. I think that uh, having J.J. Watt, he's going to bring a lot because I feel like, in a sense, he has something to prove given his history the last three seasons. But I also think that Kyler Murray is still young and that offense is, is going to be strong right now, but I think it's still too early to tell. I love that you're bringing up Kyler Murray in this, Ash, because I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to start with you. I'm going to see if anybody has an opinion on it. If you're the Arizona Cardinals, you can give up a couple of draft picks with Kyler Murray and bring in Deshaun Watson, do you? I think right now as a young his, – his stance as a young quarterback, I, I don't know if I'd make that switch right away. But then again, it's Deshaun, so – that's a hard one. Kenny? I think I'd make the move. I mean, you've already got DeAndre Hopkins there. You clearly know that they have a connection there. Um, I think if you're, if you're sending Kyler back, you may not have to give up that much more in order to get Deshaun. So really, for a QB swap, when you've got a guy like J.J. Watt, you've got Buda Baker, you've got a lot of other pieces on this team, could become a win now situation pretty quickly. So do you want to wait the year or two for Kyler or do you want to go with Deshaun who's proven that he's a franchise guy and that he's, he's a superstar in the league. So I would make the move if, if it was Deshaun for Kyler and then maybe a couple picks. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what, that's what I hear rumors in the black market right now for Deshaun Watson. Dre, how do you feel about that? Would you rather keep Kyler or would you take Deshaun I mean, uh, and establish star? I think I've already said this before, but uh, I think there's maybe four or five teams only that if it were me, I, I would uh, not trade for uh, Deshaun Watson. So, um, you know, I, I'd do it in a, in a heartbeat. I'd, I'd give out whatever the Texans wanted, plus Murray, plus whatever they want. <laughs> And yeah, that, that definitely bring in Deshaun. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe we could bring Arian Foster back from retirement too. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically the Houston Texans in Arizona at that point. Um, but let me give one more scenario to you guys. All right. That running back position is going to be a hot market item. So if you're the Cardinals and you have choices and, and let's just say, I'm just gonna throw some running backs out there. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Are you if you're Arizona from his performance in postseason? Do you push him for a low for a low amount? I don't know if he gives you debating. Much I don't know if he gives you much more than what you currently have there. Like I, I know that Fournette had a great postseason, but I think he also benefited a lot from the offense that he was in. So I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I don't like. I'm. I'm think, not a big fan of Burnett. I. I think Drake is a better option, but uh, I mean, if if they wanted to make a switch, you know, you 
there's a couple of running backs out there. I guess Todd Gurley, if he can stay healthier. I think the Seahawks are not re-signing uh, Carson either, so he's a good option if he doesn't get injured. And there's always I, our favorite. I, I feel uh, like he's uh, going to be expensive, though. So. <laughs> I think he drove up the price for sure. I, th- I think he's uh, – Yeah, I think Chris Carson's going to be expensive to whoever gets him. Yeah, like, but but I also don't think teams are going to overpay for running backs. Seeing what's happened to these guys that get big deals, like the Gurleys and the Zeeks that got big money, and then the production just isn't there, and then you're kind of stuck on a running back that you know you're given a ton of cap to, and he's not even top ten or top five at the position. And it almost sounds like yeah, every year, I completely with- agree with this uh, new trade deal that they'll be able to just pick and choose and build different teams each year. So that's interesting. Well, I mean, the philosophy of the running back for the NFL is, you know, get a, get a young running back that can be a speedster or a power back and use them on the rookie contract and then move on. Right. That's the ideal situation. Kind of like the way the center position is in the NBA a few years ago where it was obsolete. It, that's the way it trends right now for current NFL offenses. Um, but yeah, a lot for the Arizona Cardinals, tons of bright futures there. JJ Watts window may be smaller than most think, but Cardinals definitely a force to be reckoned with. I am not on the side of contender yet. Um, I do think that there's too many holes right now in the roster and that defense hasn't proven much yet. But then again, what did the Bucks defense prove before last season themselves? So lots more to see in Arizona and see what kind of moves they make. Let's switch gears. Let's talk about everybody's favorite team. That is right. The Dallas Cowboys. Let's talk some Dallas Cowboys football. Dre doesn't agree. I don't care. Dallas Cowboys are currently in a situation themselves. They are in the debate. Do we sign Dak to a long-term deal or are we going to go with another quarterback that can fit the bill there in Dallas? We want to employ the debate. Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson I did not get a lot. Did, did, I did not give a lot of time to think on this one, but I do want to say this: Dak Prescott recently advised in a recent interview that he wants to be paid right under Patrick Mahomes. That is correct. He feels he's the second best quarterback in the league, right under Patrick Mahomes. So, Dallas Cowboys fans, are you paying the man? Are you going with the proven, experienced quarterback in Russell Wilson? So, I laid that debate on the table. Um, and let's let's start it. I'm going to start with Ash on this one. Ash, you're wearing the Dak shirt first off, but who do you have between Dak and Russell personally? Like asking, like who's in your heart, but who's in your head right now for a girl? So it's it's a little difficult because <laughs> <laughs> I love Dak. I really would love the idea of building a team around Dak. That that's my idealistic goal, but. I'd also, I also miss winning and consistency and it's just, (laughs) I'm all about consistency and I know uh, towards the end, Russ too looked like he was getting a little tired, but I don't know. I kind of like the idea of trying something different, but I love you, Doc. So so Ash, in your heart, I know you said it's like listening to your heart, listen to your mind, but in life, what did you choose, your heart or your mind? My heart with Dak. Okay, then. So which one's your heart, Dak or Russ? 
Well, Dak is my heart, earnest, and realistically. Oh, there you go. Then she chose Dak Prescott. There, I'm not, I'm not even going to ask any more questions. She chose Dak Prescott, and that, that's 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 the symbol of what she chose uh, was Dak Prescott. I will tell you this: um, you did call him Daddy Russ before we started this, and I have heard you call him Dangerous. So we'll just move on from that. Her heart is split in two right now, and she is leaning. Uh, Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson, her opinion, but she wants to listen to her heart. I think she picks Dak at the end. Kenny, you slipped on a jersey as well right before the show started, and I see you have your Prescott jersey on. Uh, who are you picking in this debate? I had to put on the jersey before I really disrespect Dak Prescott because I feel really bad <laughs> about it. But you have to go with Russell Wilson. I mean, if Dak wants to get paid just under Patrick Mahomes, He's not worth that at this juncture of his career. He's coming off one of the most horrendous injuries that you've seen in a QB in a long time on a team that doesn't have a great defense right now. They're going to try and build through the draft, but you've got a win now offense. And can we wait for Dak to maybe get back to what he was? Or would it be better to go with the guy who's won a Super Bowl, almost won two, I mean, I, I think it's a no-brainer if you can go and get Russell Wilson, pair him with Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb and others in that offense. I think I think you could see something special happen out of a Cowboys offense. I, I still think Dak has a lot left, but is it worth taking the chance on a guy who had an injury that bad? And and when you're debating Dak versus Russ, I want uh, uh, Dak versus Wilson. I want to make sure everybody understands this is not a comparison of talent between two quarterbacks. You're comparing talent, yes, but you're looking at what the cap situation is. What are we looking at contract wise? What's the potential to the skill set they have right now? Um, although it has been a while since we've seen Russell Wilson in the Super Bowl. Dre, I didn't forget about you. I know you're there. Who do you have in this debate, Dak or Russell Wilson? I'm actually more interested in listening to what you've got to say, but. Uh, I will ask you, I will ask you Dak or Russ. And then after that, what would you do if Deshaun uh, was available? Would, would, I mean, if, if the Texas reached out to the Cowboys, I, I'm more interested in, in, in hearing your opinion than, than, than sharing mine. I think that's that's a good segue to my own opinion, Dre. So I'll definitely say, let me put the spotlight on myself. Here we go. <clears throat> Dallas Cowboys fans, when you're looking at Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson, you are a damn fool if you choose Russell Wilson. A damn fool if you choose Russell Wilson. No offense, Kenny. It is all Dak Prescott. This is his team. The player we should be thinking about getting rid of is Ezekiel Elliott. That is the player you should be thinking about getting rid of. Dak Prescott is the heart of the Dallas Cowboys. Pay him his money. Let's move on. However, Dre <laughs> threw a curveball into all this. Kenny Dre put a curveball through all this. He says, he says, what about Deshaun Watson? I'm here to tell you guys right now, the Houston Texans are stupid enough to call the Dallas Cowboys to give Deshaun Watson to the Dallas Cowboys. You take Deshaun Watson in a heartbeat, not even thinking about it twice. You send Dak Prescott to Houston. You take Deshaun Watson. You win a championship. Jerry Jones will be able to die with a smile. That's how it is. Deshaun Watson to Dallas means Super Bowl. Hands down. Doesn't matter. You can give him Dak and Zeke. You're going to win with Deshaun Watson in Dallas. Guarantee it. Super Bowl bound. And Arizona Cardinals fans, I'm sorry you have to hear that. 
but that's the truth right there. That championship goes through Dallas if Deshaun Watson goes to Dallas. But that's not what the debate was. It was between Dak and Russ, and I'm going to take Dak Prescott over Russell Wilson any day of the week. There you go. There's my honest-to-goodness analysis. Dallas Cowboys fans rejoice. you got the second-best quarterback in the league in Dallas. Can you stick it in his jersey? <laughs> Blows my mind, the things you say on your own show. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. I need to that up That's right per- now. Let's, let's take my unbiased Dallas Cowboys opinion and switch it to another unbiased sport and team, the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets riding that 11-game losing streak in the NBA um, after following my Redemption Rockets video. So thank you very much, Houston, for doing that for me. Um, <clears throat> but it's come to uh, fruition that uh, James Harden and the Nets are visiting tonight. I was watching that game. Do we have an update on that score? Is that score really bad yet? Yeah, it's seventy-five fifty-nine. Uh, terrible for Houston. Uh, so I'm guessing the Rockets play. are the Rockets. Yeah, I guess that's not completely horrible. I do have tonight, although I'm a huge Rockets fan, I do have the Nets minus ten. So um, no offense to Houston with that, but um, I figured that that was going to happen. Uh, you know, it's come to fruition that the Houston Rockets are going to retire James Harden's number. Um, in Houston that uh, they're going to be hanging his jersey in the rafters it would be the third establishment in Houston to do so Um, and and that's saying that he's probably set a record for his jersey being retired before Um, he's actually retiring uh, the amount of establishments that retired his jersey that's a new record for the NBA so two strip clubs now the Toyota Center will now hang his jersey in the rafters so um, let's talk about if it is actually supposed to be hung up there there's a debate should Houston be retiring number 13 um, for the Rockets? Um, Dre, I'm going to start with you because I know you have a strong opinion about this. Does Harden's jersey deserve to be retired in Houston? I mean, it's, it, it doesn't make any sense. Why, why would they do that? Uh, unless, you know, he spent so much money in the strip club and the owner's part owner of the strip club, then it doesn't really make any sense at all. Um, yeah, Harden was a great player. He, you know, scored a lot of points. But what what else did he do for the team? I mean, no no championships. Uh, <clears throat> then he quit on them. He, you know, he got fat and <laughs> really didn't want to play. He didn't stay out of town. So what? Why? Why? I mean, <clears throat> unless you know the beard uh, sponsors or whatever. Gave them millions and millions and millions of dollars. I, I don't. This doesn't make any sense. Basketball-wise, it doesn't make any sense. Money-wise, maybe there's there's a reason. I I, I don't know, but it, it's ridiculous. So, yeah. I I will say just for the city of Houston, there is a bit of a Drew Brees is for New Orleans as James Harden is for Houston because he did a lot for the community and was there through a lot of different uh, bad times for the city of Houston. Um, and he is part owner of the Houston Dynamo, and he does have a, a restaurant chain there. So he has, he has, he's really embedded with the city. Ashley, should James Harden? I know I'm not getting to the stats yet because it's going to go into my argument, but we'll get there. Um, Ashley, should James Harden, number thirteen, be retired in Houston? I just look at the overall picture, and I just think that the way he left leaves a bad taste in my mouth. So I would feel disrespected. 
as a Rockets fan, but that's just my opinion. So I would say no, but I mean, if you're looking at it holistically, like you Ernest, and how he is embedded with the city, that's a different, but I, I, I would still say no. And I'm going to thank the city of San Antonio for that view because uh, Manu and Tim Duncan and Tony Parker, though you can say Ernest, there's five championships. That's true. But a lot of what they did for the city of San Antonio goes into those jerseys being hung in the Raptors. Kenny, going to you next, number 13, should it be retired? I think based off of what the Rockets have done in jersey retirements, it should be hung in the rafters once he's done playing. I mean, so currently the, the players who have their jersey retired, Calvin Murphy, Moses Malone, Hakeem, Erdy Tomjanovich, Clyde Drexler, and then Yao Ming. So if I'm looking at Yao Ming, who he was there for a number of years, missed a lot of games, yet his jersey's hanging from the rafters, did far less overall for the franchise as far as playoff success as far as that sort of stuff I understand his global impact on the game so that also goes into why his jerseys are tired while he's a hall of famer all that stuff so I think it it'll be hung because of the precedent that was set with some of the players jerseys that they have retired I mean he's fourth in field goals yet he's like sixth in games played so I mean he's he's arguably the greatest scorer in franchise history he took you guys to the conference finals. I mean, he did a lot for the city of Houston. I know it's going to have bad taste in people's mouths, but Vince Carter did the same thing to Toronto. His jersey's probably going to get retired there, if I had to guess. So I, I, I would compare those two and say Harden probably did just as much for Houston as a guy like Vince did for Toronto. That is the perfect argument because – if the Great Wall of China, like Yao Ming, who played in Houston, really, really gets his jersey retired, then James Harden absolutely gets his jersey retired. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He did more for the city. I mean, you're talking about uh, conference uh, appearances in, in, the, in the Western Conference Championship multiple times. You're talking about an MVP, probably should have won MVP multiple times, and the leading scorer in the NBA three years in a row, and, and a man who is – always in MVP conversations, always in all-star conversations, was raised his defensive level considerably over the last three years. And just because of a fallout at the end, I don't think you just say, no, he spurned me. I'm not, I'm not putting his jersey up there. I'm on the side of his jersey should be retired, um, even though we never got to the grand goal of an NBA championship in Houston. Um, James Harden did tons for the city. He showed what it means to be a champion, in my opinion, in Houston. Um, and you may argue that he was never clutch or he had fourth quarter disappearances, but you can have the same arguments that he did when you look at the numbers, you look at the stats and you look at fourth quarter clutch percentages and points. So I can, I can make arguments for both cases. I will say this, if you're a Rockets fan and you think James Harden will never be back in Houston, you're going to be wrong. Once he finishes his tenure with going through super teams, he'll be back in Houston to finish his career, whether it's two or three years, whether it's just a year, he'll retire a rocket because that's where he wants to be. And James Harden will return and you'll get him for at least one more season. So Houston, there's a future there. You have Christian Wood, although he's hurt right now. You have Jay Sean Tate. You have a lot going for you with all the picks. Just ride out this wave. It's a transition year. You're tanking. Hope for a top four pick. 
Let's move also, on. Ernest, Let's talk a little bit about uh, Ernest, Phoenix can Suns. Can I make one more point yeah. before you move on? If Clyde Drexler played four years there mm -hmm. and Moses Malone played six years there and their jerseys are retired with far less success, I think it I think it speaks for itself that that Harden should. There's just a different standard and level of retiring a jersey in Houston that other franchises have. I mean, let's be on smaller market. Talk to me, Dre. You're, you're upset. I'll give you 30 seconds to finish it off. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying if in that case, the one that you should retire right now is JJ Watt. <laughs> I mean, that's not a terrible idea, though, if you think about it. <laughs> Andre Johnson, JJ Watt. Arian Foster for all for all we know. Whatever car brother was QB for them. <laughs> all right. If you're gonna bring yeah, up yeah, is it Dave David Carr? David, I think. Right now. David. I mean, Jose Altuve's jersey is definitely gonna get hung up there in the rafters of Houston Astros right next to the wire that everybody claims he had. All right. Devin Booker was teed up twice within 30 seconds in LA in a battle. Let's take a look at this and I'm going to let you guys decide is, did this deserve a technical foul? I I'm going to tell you right now, Kenny does. Kenny thinks so. Definitely. <laughs> what indication is there that it was? That I, I think I just completely skipped over that clip, but let me see if it's going to go back. I was trying to capture it. Yep, completely missed the whole thing. Let's go back to the beginning and take a look. Devin Booker mouths something to the referee. He gets teed up for that mouth. He bounce passes the ball to a referee with some diligence and gets teed up a second time on the very same play. Um, and I don't know if this clip is going to show it, but for those who watched it, he was ejected for – a bounce pass to the referee and then some words he said to another Kenny I know you watched this game and I know you really felt like Devin Booker should have been ejected talk to us a little bit about this double technical foul he received no he should have been tossed from the game oh my god we watched oh, it Kenny I heard you Kenny I heard you from here we watched JJ Reddick get tossed for nearly the same thing last week and if you're telling me that refs aren't as soft as ever then you gotta be kidding me a guy throws a little bit of a hard bounce pass your way, and you warrant that of an ejection. In an important game, Phoenix goes on to win this game regardless, but an important game for them, given that they're playing the defending champs, and you're just going to eject a franchise player. JJ's at least a role player, so, like, whatever. But if you're, like, the franchise guy and you get ejected for a bounce pass, come on. Like, that's so soft. Officials are getting soft. They they don't let the players truly make a case, and they let emotion get in the way, and we've seen it constantly this year. Um, I think they need to develop some thicker skin, to be perfectly honest, because, I mean, it, what what if that's a playoff game? What if that's an important playoff game and, and you eject a guy for a bounce pass? Do you think people are just going to gloss over it? Because I know that we're talking about it here tonight, but people have almost already forgotten about yeah, it all. It They're moving on. So... That that was a pretty lethal bounce pass, though. I don't know why they don't use it more in a game. But Dre, do you feel that that deserved a technical foul? That little bounce pass. I mean, for for the record, when when you put down uh, 
Booker and then a T. I thought we were going to talk wrestling, but. <laughs> now I understand the wrestling. Now I understand the wrestling reference. We're there now. <laughs> I really thought he was wow. The, the Booker T song. He's got a Bad Bunny or what his name is. Look at that. So that, ba- that, that bounce pass. Now, ru- rumor has it, Dre, just so I can give you the rumor. Just so I can give you the rumor is that he said, "Here's some coronavirus," and sent that bounce pass to the referee. Does that change your opinion that he should get ejected? I mean, I I initially thought Kenny was going to be super biased and say, "Yes, of course, he should have been. I he should have been." No, no, it's Steve that hosts the show slightly biased, so you won't get that here. <laughs> no, you could attribute to to Mr. Steve. <laughs> I do what I do want to shout out JJ Reddick. You got ejected for no reason. Devin Booker, you got ejected for no reason. Not that it mattered. Your team won the game, but it really sucks. You got those double T's now. Ashley, I'm gonna let you uh, finish off this segment here. Um, for, with, with or before we go into power rankings, um, how do you feel? T deserved or not deserved? Well, I'm gonna be the biased one and say yes I don't know basic human decency, but I know we're in sports and it just happens, but that's just my take. Yeah, I think Devin Book is just upset he hasn't gotten his stimulus check. Let's move on. ITL power rankings, NBA power rankings are released. Let's talk about those power rankings. Let's start off with the West. We have wonderful lab power weight rankings weekly. They've been waiting for three weeks for their stuff to get out. So let's talk about them in the West. Number one overall, the Utah Jazz have overtaken the West power rankings as number one overall followed by the Lakers at two, Clippers at three, Suns, Blazers, Spurs are four, five, and six, the Nuggets at seven, Warriors at eight, Dallas Mavericks at nine, and the Memphis Grizzlies at 10. Those are your West Power Rankings. Rounding up are the Pelicans at 11, Thunder at 12, Kings at 13, and Rockets at 14. I don't know how the Rockets dropped so much. They're only on an 11-game losing streak. Let's talk about those West Power Rankings, guys. Let's talk about the biggest changes. The Utah Jazz now lead number one on the ITL list. Do we agree that the Jazz are the best team in the Western Conference right now? I'm getting a head nod from Dre, so I'm going to say that's a yes. Ashley, Ashley's teetering yes. Kenny, did you say yes, Kenny? Yeah, that, that's an easy yes. The, like, no. the, the Raptors. I thought, I thought you were saying it's a – the Raptors. The yep, Raptors. Nah, the we know where your head's at. The Lakers don't have Anthony Davis. The Clippers blew a lead the other night to Milwaukee, and it was an ugly down the stretch play by the Clippers. I watched that game, couldn't believe that they lost because they were in control of that game. And like Utah, like it's easily them. Like, now, now that you have the teams faltering behind them, you could even make a case that the Lakers and Clippers aren't even at two. You could have the Suns at number two right now, given the way that they're playing. So, I mean, yeah, Utah's easily the best team in the West right now. Will they become playoff time? That remains to be seen. At first, I also thought you were saying, yes, like it's a silent J. That's the Utah yes, but – that's okay. Yes. That's okay. Let's move on from that. Yes, I see Utah. Yes, um, the San Antonio Spurs jump into the top six, and arguably for some, we're in the top four. So, how are we feeling about those surging San Antonio Spurs? 
What do you think, Ash? I'm loving it. The last time we were here talking about them, they're on the second part of the list. So I see the slow climb and it makes me excited. Uh, went into overtime the other day. So we, we saw some work, but it's still early. I thought you were just going to get up and chant go Spurs go and you weren't even going to give me analysis. So I really appreciate that, Ash. I really thought that was going to come out there. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to talk a little bit about the uh, Warriors uh, Mavs Grizzlies at the bottom of this list nuggets. I, I just never get excited for Denver nuggets basketball, but that's just because it's the Denver nuggets, I guess. But the Mavericks going through some changes. Porzingis may not be there for long. That, that ranking may drop more. Um, but what intrigued me is that the Pelicans missed out on the top 10 and the Warriors are still lingering down at the bottom. Uh, Dre, do you feel that Steph and the Warriors have another gear that they're going to push to to jump up a few spots in the playoff rankings and really make some noise? Or are the Warriors kind of going to live out in the bottom days right now while they're still establishing identity? I mean, I, I probably think they're going to uh, – they, they will make the playoffs. They will hang around uh, maybe even – going to the second round but um i don't i don't see the i don't see the warriors uh making a real push uh you know down to the semifinals or even the conference finals but um uh, you know you you never know steph has done it before in the past you know he goes uh, on those super three-pointer streaks and he just takes over a game but uh, I don't think uh, overall the team has the uh, this. I don't think it's the same Warriors team that we've known in the past. Uh, obviously, missing out Clay is always um, a big deal for the Warriors. So, uh, you know, I, I, they'll make the playoffs. They'll probably go in the. They might go into the second round, and but that's pretty much it. So. Yeah, I think we're going to have an intriguing play-in battle when it comes to the Pelicans rising. So it's going to be interesting to see how those Western Conference playoffs actually shape up as we enter the All-Star break this week. And let's talk Eastern Conference have really turned into the Eastern Conference these last three weeks. Records are showing that. They have been pitiful. Um, but let's let's talk it out. The ITL rankings are in. The Brooklyn Nets are number one. Almost said New Jersey. Caught myself there. Brooklyn Nets at one. 76ers two. Bucks three. Celtics are at four, which was surprising for me. Heat at five. Raptors at six. The Knicks at seven. The Hornets at eight. Bulls nine. Pacers ten. And the Hawks Magic Cavs go 11, 12, 13. Um, let's start shocker first. Nets grabbed the one spot for the first time this season. No real shocker there. But the, the Boston Celtics, are they still the fourth best team in the East? Dre, is it your team the fourth best team in the East right now? No, um, sadly, no. Uh, Kemba has completely disappeared, and we really don't know how to close games. Uh, I think we, like I mentioned, I think a couple of shows ago, we need to make a trade at the point guard position. We need to spice things up. I really believe, uh, you know, we need a, we need somebody to bring in leadership uh, towards the end of the games because, uh, I mean, we've been blowing leads ridiculously. And um, I don't know. I, I, I don't see us competing with you know, the Bucks or the Nets or any other team, really, so. So, 
regret or think it's still a good decision that you guys didn't go after James Harden? Wait, what was that? Do you regret or think it was still a good decision that you guys didn't pursue James Harden? My internet is sucking, man. Internet? That's all right. Let me switch. I'll switch it to Kenny. Kenny, Celtics, regret or think it's a good decision? James Harden's not a Celtic. Oh. Go for it, Dre. No, Kenny can go. (laughs) Uh, I don't think think that there's a lot of regret there when it comes to the James Harden situation. Um, I think this is a team that's still learning how to win. Um, be, mostly this year, it's been an injury concern with them. You had Tatum out with COVID at the start and Kemba was out and then Kemba came back and so did Tatum, but then you don't have Marcus Smart and Smart's a huge piece of that team and what they do. He does all the little things that they need. So I think this is just a team that needs to get healthy. I would agree with Trey that I, I don't think that they can contend with the Milwaukee's, the Phillies or, or, uh, the Brooklyn's, but I mean, they're, they're going to be comfortably the four seed, I think, in the East by the time the season's over, unless the Heat make a push. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Boston's a weird team this year. Like I've been told, uh, Heat rises to the top, and the Heat have definitely been rising in those power rankings. Um, do love what we're seeing from the New York Knicks. The Knickerbockers, good to see that you guys are rising as well. Um, the decline of the Atlanta Hawks and the firing of their head coach continues to baffle me how Atlanta continues to struggle to find culture there um, in Atlanta. Ash, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on you. If you don't know, that's fine. I just want to know, what do you think about the Hawks falling so much in the East and you have teams like the Heat and the Knicks who are, who are pulling their weight and rising to the top? Well, yes, we got a mute on the night. That's what I love to see. I knew I'd catch her off guard. You're welcome. The first um, mute of the night. It is only minus two and a half because there's only five of us, but yeah. Well, with my knowledge on uh, the Hawks, I should have stayed on mute, but I don't know. I think I, I guess this is just <laughs> at this point, um, if they fell so much, I, I you attest to it it's the culture you know that embodies everything so with the weak foundation there it's kind of hard to trickle back up really to is. culture and injuries another team that really suffered on injuries kenny um i really was high on the hawks when we started the season so it's really disheartening for me to see them struggle so much um I don't think it's so much as Trey leadership and just some bad situations there in Atlanta. What do you think? Yeah, I think they're going to turn it around with Nate McMillan. Um, I don't think he should have been fired last year. I think Indiana really, really was unfair to him given, given the injuries that they had. Um, They still made the playoffs and were very capable. Um, I know they got swept by the heat, but they just went up against the team that got hot at the right time. Um, I think they're going to turn it around very well. They had a lot of moving pieces in the offseason. Brought in Bogdanovich, who's been hurt a lot of the year. They're starting to figure out how to use Gallinari, how to use Rondo, Chris Dunn. A lot of moving pieces with this team and some guys trying to grow. So I think with all the moving pieces, I think it's just going to take some time. 
Um, I think they have the talent on the roster to make the playoffs. If they can buy into McMillan's system like Indiana did, I see no reason why they couldn't shoot up and be in the 7-8 seed by the time the season's done. But it's going to take a little bit of time. I know they're losing to Orlando right now. So that's not a great loss if you're if you're Atlanta and that happens tonight. But I I think it's their first game since the firing, so it'll it'll take a little bit of time to figure it out. Perfect, and I do agree that was a great hire for them to get that culture turned around. Let's go ahead and hear that'll end our first round segment there. Uh, Ashley, who was this first round brought to us by? So this segment is brought to us by the best, living my best cigar life. Are you guys into cigars? Check out the latest player to the game, livingmybestcigarlife.com with over 1,500 premium cigars, various size humidors, gift sets, name brand accessories, and monthly specials. Check out their Facebook, Living My Best Cigar Life, and their Twitter, My Best Cigar Life. And when ordering, make sure to use my best cigar life in all caps for a 10 percent sorry ten dollar discount and don't forget to just live your life live your best cigar life that is it we have a quick pick them for you guys right after this commercial break round two weekly pick them and game outlooks that's the bell, and round two is going to start off. Let's end this on a high note. We're going to go NBA and college football for you lovers out there of some, of some uh, FCS play. Let's talk about Thursday night, TNT's all-star game. Pick them for them, but we're going to talk about the actual game there, TNT Thursday night. New Orleans Pelicans versus the Miami Heat, the end of the first half of the season. I'm going to start with Kenny. Who do you have in this game? Uh, give me the heat pretty comfortably in that one. Um, I just really like what I'm seeing from Miami. I think they're a really balanced team. Um, I know the Pelicans just upset Utah the other night. Zion looked incredible going up against Rudy Gobert, but uh, I think Bam gives them a different defensive look. So I really like them to win that game. I watched it on Christmas when they played it, and it wasn't really that close. The heat kind of blew them out, so. Yeah, rolling with the Heat myself. Did the Heat show up, take care of business, go into the break happy? Dre? Yeah, rolling with the Heat as well. Perfect. Ash? I'm rolling with the Heat too. I think that's going to be a good game. That is a money line sweep there for the Miami Heat. That is a BCMG guarantee. Stamp it and approve it. Heat money line for tomorrow night. Let's see if we can get a, a guaranteed parlay here. The Dallas Mavericks start things off when we get back to the second half of the season versus the San Antonio Spurs live on NBA TV next Wednesday when we're doing our next show. Um, I'm going to start this one off with Ash. You go and go Spurs go, or you think Dallas comes out with the upset? No, you know me, Ernest. I love my Spurs, and I know we're going to get these. Mavs. All right, go Spurs, go right in that hot streak there, Dre. You know, part of uh, doing Texas things, that would be a great game to watch at the Quito Express. You know, just saying. It would be Dre, absolutely. It's a perfect game to watch at the Quito Express. Go Mavs. He's taking the upset on the uh, at home, the Dallas Mavericks. Kenny, uh, give me the Spurs, but I'm not confident. 
I am taking the Spurs. Go Spurs, go in that rivalry game. I think the Spurs have the, have much more talent, and I still don't like Dallas's culture, although I do love Mark Cuban. I don't like Dallas's culture. Give me the Spurs. That's not a sweet pick there, um, although I think Dre's is trying to save people money on that one. So we'll take San Antonio money line. We'll add it to our parlay. ITL guaranteed. Heat Spurs there on your parlay ticket so far. Let's go FCS football. 12 p.m., the noon game Saturday, Jackson State. Deion Sanders football team takes on Grambling State. Grambling State are 11-point favorites against the team that won 53-0 in their first game three weeks ago. Ash, I'm not starting with you. Dre, Jackson State, Grambling State, who you got? 11 points is too high. I'll take the plus 11. (laughs) He's he's going Jackson State plus eleven. I like the way you think, Drake, because I am taking Jackson Jackson State plus eleven. But if you want to spice up that parlay ticket, Jackson State money line, guarantee it right there. ITL guarantee Jackson State money line. That's gonna beef up that parlay ticket. Kenny, what you got? Uh, I'm gonna be like Deion Sanders' wallet after that last game and say that Jackson State's gonna steal this game money line. Whoa! Another money line pick for Candy Ash. What you got, Ash? I'm Deion Sanders. You know I'm going with the Jackson State right now too. This feels very biased right now that we all pick Jackson State, but I'm loving it. Put Jackson State on that ticket. Let's end things off. Lamar versus Incarnate Word, the game everybody is looking forward to this Saturday, 6 p.m. Central Time. You can't miss it. It's on a prime station, ESPN+++. If you got the extra subscription, you get to watch this game. Lamar versus Incarnate Word. I am rolling with the Cardinals. Go Incarnate Word. Show the world again your power. Incarnate Word didn't win the first did win the first game of the season by a lot. So I'm taking Incarnate Word here. Kenny. So I was introduced to Incarnate World on a call your shot last week. Um, I'm I'm gonna roll with them in this one. I think I think it's tough not to. Uh, I'll get I'll give that the shooter shoot guarantee. Wow, made him a cardinal believer in just one episode. How amazing am I, Dre? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ernest here as well. So, <laughs> holy crackers! Are we looking at a San Antonio sweep? Ashley is Incarnate Word gonna gonna win this one against Lamar? You know, we're going with Incarnate Word, Ernest. Wow, a BC guarantee right there. That's a BC. Wow, where's the alarm sounding? We have got a parlay ticket of dreams right now. So that is fantastic. Incarnate Word, San Antonio Spurs, whoever else we picked. That's who we picked on our Jackson State and the Miami Heat. That is our our parlay ticket right there. (laughs) A guarantee of guarantees. Something to put confidence in. Someone needs to put it on social media that they have that as a ticket. I'm going to go and do Please. some research and throw Somebody some money Somebody go down make that, that parlay ticket. Okay, I got you. Make that parlay ticket. If you win, post it. We will give you full props for making that bet. Ashley, tell the people where round two came from. I'll, I'll PayPal I'll pay whoever does it. Brought to you by our favorite. Taquito Express down in the beautiful Brownsville, Texas, where we cannot wait to meet. 
for our all you can eat $7.99 tacos. Don't forget to mention ITL for your 10% off. The most beautiful thing about Taquito Express is going to be our summer expo where all of blue collar media is going to have live shows, all you can eat tacos all day. We're going to have live shows there. We're going to have live writers doing um, interviews. We're going to have our streamers going live on stage. It's going to be one of the greatest events to ever hit Brownsville, Texas in the history of the city. You just watched that, the Blue Collar Media Group Expo. It's going to be bigger than anything you've ever seen in the world. That is our show today, and I really appreciate any lapsters that hung around or came back just to check to see what was going on with these four knuckleheads. But let me go ahead and do sign-offs here. Kenny, tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on all social platforms at shooters underscore pod. Uh, live shows every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, now that NFL is done. Uh, and episodes drop Monday morning on all social platforms as well. Ernest, thanks for having me on again, man. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. Appreciate you coming back after a three-week hiatus. I know it's tough to get the gears back rolling. Ash, talk to the people. How can they find you? You can find me on all things random at sweet peach or underscore on Twitter. It's my handle. Uh, thank you again, Ernest, for having me. Ash, you should have a show that's called All Things Random, and I would definitely listen to it. I know. I, I, I do want to pick your brain about that. We'll talk about it later, but it has been on my mind. Absolutely. Dre, how can the people find you? I mean, I, 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 got, I, I woke up at 3 a.m. and I'm here, so I just got to say, very responsible, but I, I, I did make the show even though I woke up at 3 a.m., but um, I usually give up my Twitter, but since Ernest brought the famous Instagram, I will let you guys follow me if you want. It's trade2125, so there you go. You can uh, yes. try to guess what I do for a living if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Dre is an Insta follow, if you ask me. That is absolutely where you should be following Dre is on Instagram. That's It's like every morning and afternoon, you're the first person I check, Dre, because you have the most interesting life in the world, just so you know. Feel loved. But, of Thanks. course, you can catch me, your famous Ernest Silva on the Into the Lab podcast, at Ducky, future PhD, and, of course, at Into the Lab pod. Share with everybody. Thank you guys so much for being a part of our show tonight and for downloading our podcast this weekend. We look forward to seeing you guys in the near future and being able to listen to you guys. Uh, trivia starts. It's trivia offseason, so catch us on Trivia Week next week. Have a great night, and for those of the weekend, have a safe weekend. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app and follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.